This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds. Well, without the computers. Talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast as it happened. They lost. Sad. They lost the game, Jack. Yeah. I, I was really clinging to the Zoe will never lose a game in her life hope. Yeah. High hope, you might say. Didn't happen. Yeah, it happened. Uh, in a very, <laughs> we can no longer name this podcast. Uh, 162 and 0 is still in play. I know. It's been a fun is, gag for a little while. Yeah, very sad. Very sad. But it's okay. I mean, I don't know. Maybe on the crazy one, I just like, I never overreact to baseball stuff because it. Well, especially. F- Five games into the season, right? Like we can take certain things away from games and and whatnot, and and be excited and stuff. But like, like Robertson didn't have it, Sir Anthony didn't have it. Their offense is awesome, uh, and Nola, like he just hasn't found his arm slot yet this season. It's it's no big deal. Look at this, Jackie Calm coming in. Well, today. I mean, th- this podcast is all about calming everyone. Go get Greg Kimbrell now. Yeah, well, that was a little loud. That was a lot. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I feel bad. Sorry, I feel listening. bad. I was trying to mimic what we've heard on the radio a lot today. Right, but like, I don't know. I, this this podcast is all about calming everyone down. You know, I mean, from the rational, Bryce, pragmatic thought. Here. From the Bryce Harper stuff this off season, we are we it's are uh, the official calm down podcast. It's true, I like the official that. Phillies calm down podcast. I take it. That's a, a moniker I could I could dig. And like, can we just stop with the Craig Kimball thing? Like, obviously, Kimball will be fine. But what do we really expect? What do you really expect he's going to show up and look like right now? Oh, like crap right now. Like no one, yeah. like, like he, he's been sitting out it the whole be, entire season. It would season. be a month minimum before you could ask for so anything. So, like, do you think Craig Kimbrell shows up tomorrow and all of a sudden he's back to being Craig Kimbrell? Like, is that how is that how the mind is working right now? <laughs> I think so. It's crazy to people. me. It's crazy to me. What is Craig Kimbrell going to do right now? Maybe in a month he gets back to being Craig Kimbrell, but right now it's like, oh, get him out there tomorrow. And he's basically, you know, he doesn't fight Roger Clemens when he would do this every year. I, I just I, it's it's driving me a little crazy. You're, I could tell. Like, calm down. Get, get a little hot today. Nah, it's not hot. A little hot. I've been thinking about it for a while. I could tell. All right, we'll get back to the Robertson thing. Let's go in chronological order because it wasn't all bad, Jack. <laughs> Since the last time we did this podcast, there was one freaking awesome night in D.C. There as well. You were there for it. Yeah. It was like a. It was one of those too good to be true nights. It, re- it, it really it was, was too good to be true. What was it like down there? It was. Uh, I tell you what. I, I. I. Honestly, I feel bad for Bryce Harper. Like he had to play in front of such crappy fans, and he <laughs> for had so to, long. And he had to play in that ballpark, which is just. It was so. It was like a football stadium. Mm-hmm. It was like it's so, like a mausoleum down yeah, there. Yeah, it's like so bland and so boring, and they, they don't have a video board in left field, so you can't see what's going on. Really? Yeah, it was annoying. I couldn't see anything that was going on in the game. Like it was. It was horrible. Um, I mean, why wouldn't you build a video board? In? It's not that old. They stadium. have one. It's just above right field. Why wouldn't you put it in center so everyone could see? Or it? put it in left. Yeah, or left, but still center. Everyone could see it in center. I, well, that's well. Then it affects the batter's eye. Oh make, yeah, like left sense. center, left center, yeah, yeah, yeah. right but, center, or whatever. Like it was, it was a, uh, it was an electric atmosphere. It's just that here, what I realized about Nationals fans and the, and the difference between them and us is that, is that like Phillies fans, we all grew up and, and Phillies baseball has been here since 1883, and there's a long tradition of of Phillies, bad Phillies baseball, ba- a lot, a, <laughs> a lot of bad Phillies baseball. The worst team in professionals where it's history. Um, well, only because the games they played, only because yes. the, the amount of games. They in played. terms of pure losses, yes, yes. So, um. The difference between like there's there's so many like young Nationals fans because 
Like no one's ever taught them baseball. Like when we were growing up, we had people to teach us Phillies baseball. Teach us. Well, base- there was tradition. There was a uh, 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 culture to it. It was. It was part of who we were. Right, and and the Nationals fans just don't have that. So it's a bunch of like thirty year olds or whatever that just don't understand the sport at all. And it was like the one guy, the, the one, the one guy in front of me was wearing a a Papelbon jersey with a pardon Papelbon thing, and he was chirping the whole game. And after the first two strikeouts, and so so let me just play this out for you. So he's coming down, <laughs> he's coming down from the concourse. Was this when you were texting me that you're hip checking that yeah, fans yeah, yeah. and stuff? <laughs> so like this this guy is coming down, and Phillies fans are coming up to the concourse, and he he's like clapping, and he's like, "Thank God we don't got to pay him three hundred thirty million." Like really getting in Phillies fans in Phillies fans' faces. And I gave him a little love tap into a, into like the sideboard. Yeah, like a little hip check. Just, I had to let him know that, yeah. listen, buddy, we're here. We're better than you. Stop. Oh. Like, just stop. Like, and he's like, he's like, oh, you're cool, bro. And I was like, I was like, man, first off, I would kick your ass. Like, let's be oh, honest. Oh, wow. Like, like, like you're, you're a scrawny little Nats fan. Wow, like, what are you going to do? Like, he, he was like, he was like your classic. It was honestly, it was good to get back to like my fandom ways <laughs> because like, I, I hate. It was really good to be a dick again. I haven't I haven't done that in a while. I felt really good. I hate it. I hate being like this media guy. Like I don't like, you like the to media. Be a meathead when you can. I like I like being a sports fan when I can. Yeah. It felt good to get back to that because um, that's how <laughs> that's how we used to be back in the day. Had to give him a little one. I had a tough guy. I like it. Like it was just like shut up, dude. Like and then and then after that he went three for three with a double or a double uh, single that, and a home run. After that he's reached base at eight straight plate appearances. So you know yeah, whatever. pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say that's pretty good. Harper is locked in. Yeah, it's crazy. The, it really, especially considering the short spring training, we talked a lot about that. Is he going to get out at bats? Obviously, after opening day, everyone's like, oh, it's going to be a slow start. Didn't have the b- bats in spring training. He is 100% dialed in right now. I mean, eight straight appearances reaching base. He His record in his career is nine, so he's one short of his record right now. Obviously, pounding baseballs, as you mentioned last time, and I don't know, it might be all three now. You said uh, two home runs, 112 miles per hour faster. I don't know if that 458-foot shot in Washington was going that fast. I think it was was 112. Point being that he's already equaled that number from last season. A 465-foot shot, a 458-foot shot, and and also just good at bats. That double he hit, his first hit of the night in Washington game one, one two count no, works. One hundred eleven miles an hour. Okay, so you know, so one hundred eleven. Sorry, yeah. Uh, works the count, rips the double. He's just had really good at bats. It feels like Bryce Harper is. You know, we talked a lot about this before they signed Harper, when they signed Harper, and obviously we'll talk about it a lot more. But he is that type hitter can get who can sometimes be a little cold, but when he's locked in, he is as dialed in as anyone in the sport. Yeah, and it's a, you combat the eye with the elite power, with the elite exit velocity. Um, it's just he, him being this locked in. I think is is mildly surprising. Um, I feel the same way. I didn't expect. I we both expected big seasons. We talked about it. We we have him winning the MVP, but I didn't expect it to be this quick. Just to be this locked in. But he, to be fair, this is what he always does. Like he always gets off the he hot starts. starts. Hot. Yep. And then he kind of he kind of tapers off a little bit. Uh, and I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this in Washington. Uh, and by the way, like you know, he's doing the we we're chanting MVP. He, did, he gave you guys the the fist pump uh, from second base. Then he comes out and he actually does the bow. Yeah, you asked. You're like, is he going to bow us? Yeah. He did. It was. It. Uh, he's too good to be true. I can't. This guy. 
this guy, all we ever want in Philly is someone who's going to appreciate that we are fans of this team, that you're going to come and go, but our whole lives, we're going to root for this team and it's all we care about. And to actually have an athlete who recognizes that and plays into that after the game is, uh, you know, his interview after the game, he thanks his teammates for having his back when he's down coming back to Washington. And he thanks the fans for coming to support him. He just gets it. Although I do think that, First off, I mean, he put DC in a coffin. Like he, oh, it was buried hilarious. Him. Buried him. Buried DC. The greatest bat flip in the history of bat flips, potentially. No, that that Batista one's still the best. But just that, for the moment, the, I agree. But man, to do it right at the Nats dugout and just yeah. say, mm, yeah, yeah, triumphant. Yeah. I loved it. I know. I, I I didn't see it until later. Like I didn't know oh, he bat flipped because you were watching him run the base. Yeah, or, like, well, you couldn't you're see the ball and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were too busy uh, oh. freaking out. Yeah, I bet. It I was, you were losing your mind. Ball went right over you guys. I know. It was like literally, I saw it go right over I me. Know, I saw you and on it was TV, saying, buddy. It was saying, "Hey, I Jack." Saw Jackie Fritz giving the serious clap. He's like, "Came, I came here to win." Yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't there to lose. <laughs> I, mean, I, I had to bring the intensity from the fan base. <laughs> I did. did. I hip checked the Nats fan, you were, and you he was were asking for it. it. You were, you, were, you did what you needed to do. Yeah, you showed I was, up. I was, I was just like Bryce Harper. You showed up, and he, he really, I was. I'm not going to say I didn't think he was a clutch player, but there was a part of me that was like... We didn't know, I think is a good way to put it. Right. He's hit some big home runs in the playoffs, but he also has a 219 average or 211 average. Those numbers are real. Yeah, so, uh, but I- I'm with you, man. That that was a big spot. It was a big spot, and so far he's 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 been in big moments, and he has stepped up. Like Obviously, opening day, he was trying to hit a home run every time. That's fine. Then the, the next two days... Launches on uh, one on Sunday night baseball and one just when you need it. Like it was, a, it was a a titanic shot. Uh, he he really does relish in those moments. And I was down there in DC when he was when he was like pointing to us and we we're all weeping like grown man tears. And, and <laughs> I was weeping on TV. I was like, it was like I was just losing my mind. This is so real. You, we so you texted me that he bowed to you guys before the TV copy showed it. I'm watching with a buddy and I'm like. Oh my God, he's gonna bow. They're gonna show a bow. Like I was losing my mind. I couldn't wait for it to come back from break and show the bow. I, could, I it's just awesome. I know, I know. And it, what, what was funny is that you know during the whole free agency process, it was a lot like uh, um, Bryce Harper doesn't need the Phillies. Like we need Bryce Harper kind of thing. I almost think Bryce Harper needed the Phillies. Uh, I, I'm with you, man. I'm at the point where I think Bryce Harper needed Philadelphia because I think I think. I think Philadelphia has held him to like you got to play this way every single day. Um, we're not going to rip you or whatnot, but that's how we expect from our. That's how you become beloved here, and I think he gets that. And I think it's raised his game to another level. I think him being here and 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 wanting to play for the fans every single night and and mentioning the fans all the time and all this stuff. It, I I think he needed Philadelphia at this point in his career because being down there, like DC fans are embarrassing. Like they were like children. They were like childs. Like they <laughs> I mean, look, all the the social media stuff we saw, all the it was really lame. Like I know they were trying to Rip Harper, be cooler. I mean, like Farter was one of the the jerseys. Well, the big I saw. the big one was Benedict Harper. Which I mean, if you're going to do that, like Bryce Arnold, it like is a way better name. Benedict. The Benedict Harper? Oh no, Benedict Harper's better. It's, Actually, it yeah. is good. It's the guy the mayor did Bryce Bryce Arnold, right? And that's not as good. That's horrible. Yeah, that's, Benedict Harper's better. Benedict Harper's pretty that's good. That's the one that's good. So they were doing Benedict Harper, but the mayor did Bryce yeah. Arnold. Yeah. Okay. Just a cornball city. Me there. Yes. Um but I did I, I, I was talking to one Nationals fan that was wearing a Benedict Harper shirt, and I was like, Did you make that before the Washington Post article came out? And he's like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the Washington Post article, if you read that, and uh, you'd st- be embarrassed. They give him a freaking envelope they, during a game. 
in the middle of a baseball a game. A rain delay, but yeah. Whatever. Are you kidding me? They hand him an envelope, and it's first, it's a hundred and whatever seven million dollars in real dollars, and they're going to pay him till he's seventy nine years old. Oh my God! He should have left at that moment. He should just walked out of the stadium and be like, "I'm done." Be a free agent when this do you think? Over. Do you think that the the, the learners were um, expecting baseball to be around in 2072? So, yeah, good point. <laughs> do they think the I, AAF was going to happen? I to think, the, that, to I the MLB? think that Ted Lerner is a very old man. Yeah, and then I which think, surprised me. Like, yeah, you think you're an old three or something like that. I mean, if you think you're an old man and like you're probably not going to make it for the next it's, couple, you, just it's give the Mike, It's the Mike Illich thing with the Tigers. That's why he gave all those contracts out, and that's why the Tigers suck right now. But he wanted to win, and I, I get that. You're 88. He was 88 at the time, 93 years old. What I think could be happening, and, and I'm not going to – I don't know Mark Lerner from, from anybody, but I feel like this happens all the time in sports where – and our buddy Bill Simmons has talked about this a lot, but the idea that just because someone's the son of an owner who was a great businessman or whatever or owns the team for a particular reason doesn't mean that you're going to be a good owner or are at all qualified to be an owner. Seems like Mark Mark Lerner might not be very qualified to be an owner if he's down to let his ninety three year old father make that happen. Yeah, and oh, I, dad, that sounds like a great idea. Let's see, or even better, hey, ninety three year old dad, I got an idea. It'll be like the mafia. We'll give him a, a envelope. It'll yeah. be so cool. Yeah. What? And then lowball him. And then, yeah, and then we're gonna give him like half of what he's worth. Yeah. yeah no, it, it was it was weird. It was weird. The the vitriol, and I, I don't know. I don't think the vitriol was all towards Harper. I, I think a lot of it was obviously. It's misdirected. No, no, no. Is the point. No, I got it. I think there. Were, I think it was more of a reaction to Philly fans being there. I think like Nationals fans hate Philly fans. Like, hate. well, we've taken over their ballpark since it well, opened. Well, not just all DC hates Philly fans. Like the Redskins fans. Like obviously they all hate us. And I think it was like a reaction to us going down there and saying we're going to take over your stadium, and then did. And then they they, they were trying to see like, oh no, we're actually a tough fan base. And then. Just get embarrassed and leave in the sixth inning and then let us do Everybody left, man. It and, was embarrassing. And let us do We Got Harper chance. It was so loud. <laughs> it was, we Got Harper, MVP. Like It was so loud on the TV broadcast. It was ridiculous. It was awesome. Great job. Yeah, I not I, by you, but by the other Philly fans. Yes, yeah, not by me at all. I wasn't even there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was a really really impressive night. Nationals fans were embarrassing, and we took over their stadium again. CBP South is back. There was no places to tailgate. Like we were in a one tailgate spot, and it was like it was like way far away. It was like a ten minute walk, and it was like a a a little. It was a little lot, I guess, but walking to the stadium it was just a bunch of restaurants and bars rather than like actual tailgate spots. I, you know, I feel bad. The whole for thing them. was lame. Is yeah, the nice point. little, nice little boring franchise. Lame, that, boring. Plus, I mean, uh, the lowballed Bryce Harper and just a bad job. They went from a. They went from the. I would like to. I would like to change my preseason prediction. That team stinks, man. Ooh. Like they're not. Like they're not good. Like they're just not good. They're they're fine. They're they're all right. Their 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 lineup isn't that great. Their no. bullpen's trash. I mean, trash. Rendon's really good. Soto's really good. really good. Turner's hurt now. Tur- Dude, learn how to bunt. Are you serious? I I know you couldn't see it from the, the right field vans, but like. Who bunts by putting their finger out on the front of the bat like that? Like, did you never get taught to rest the bat on your fingers like that? Like, well, you're a professional baseball player. That's why they teach you it that way, so you, don't, so you don't break his hand. Very funny, too, because my brother and I had had a conversation literally like two days before he had his his uh, work fantasy baseball draft, and he had the sixth pick, and we both just were like, I don't want Trey Turner at six because he's going to get hurt. Like, you can't trust that guy to play a full season and, and a couple days later, of course, on cue. Yeah, it happened. But they're just a weird team. And I, I think I think the fact that they're, they're, they're pretty much gone from a first-place caliber, NLCS caliber team 
to maybe the third best team in the division? See, I don't. I I still think they're the second best team in the division. I think I, the, I think the Mets are frisky. Oh, look at you! That's because they have JD Davis. That's the only no. Like it's because they have Pete Alonso. Oh, buddy. I, look, I still think between between Soto, Rendon, you know, they, Adam Eaton's a fine player. He's not great or anything. I think they're good enough offensively. Dozier and, doesn't do anything for me. Dozier stinks. Scherzer, Strasburg, Strasburg pitching well so far today. And Corbin, I think that gives you a chance, no matter what. I agree. So, but I, I to your point, I don't. But they're, they're frisky. They're no. The Mets are frisky. They're, the, neither team is the Phillies. No. Yeah, that I think it's pretty clear, and I know we're only through five games. We're not going to overreact, but neither team is the Phillies. Two more things from the the Tuesday game, and then we'll move on to the less fun game. It uh, was really fun. It was a bad <laughs> night for the Hato Dubal crowd. Yeah. On Tuesday night. Really, just a great game. On the bases, I think a lot of people always give him, look, he can hit. We all know that if he's locked in, he can hit. He had the three doubles. But the base running, the like heads-up type plays, aware, scored a run because of it, able to take third on that one uh, um, like missed wild pitch, pass ball, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Uh, bad night for the Hato Dubal crowd. Yeah, so uh, and a Dubal in the first inning or second inning, I guess, uh, hit that ball to the wall off Scherzer that might have gotten out. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked locked in and... Of course, you know it was frustrating because, you know, you have you have Sunday night baseball where he strikes out with the bases loaded and one out. We talked about that how everyone overreacted to that. Listen, I think people just have to have to just let Odubel be a double. And and now you know Roman Quinn is is starting his rehab assignment today. Um, and and the idea of of just putting Roman Quinn in center field and not starting Odubel is it's just, just silly. It's insane to me. And we said this last year too. Even when he was struggling, like if a, a healthy Potentially locked in Odubel versus Quinn, it's non-contest. It's not, and uh, I, I think Odubel's been really good this year. The, the, the he's walking more than he was last he year. He's walking more. Yeah, and that's that's when you know Odubel's locked in is if he's walking. Yeah, because what made him so good in in seventeen and sixteen was that he was he was a, an on base guy that could also bat two ninety ish. And last year he got away from that. He was taking he was taking wild hacks and. And that stuff, and I think so far this year he's done a pretty good job. Like he'll still chase um, pitches out of the zone. He seems to really struggle, um, like most hitters would, on, on pitches that start at the knees and then just fall off the table. Like I don't think he sees that very well out of the hand. Like he just always swings right over that. But then sometimes he'll take one off the off his shoestrings and hit it <laughs> 400 feet. So he's just he's just crazy. He's just the weirdest hitter I've ever seen in my life. Um, but he 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 was really good on on Tuesday. He's been good this season. Outside the one bat at bat on Sunday night, I think he's had a really solid season. Hasn't really messed up in the field. Uh, obviously, he ran into Harper that one time, which wasn't great. Um, that's a communication thing that I think they'll get ironed out. But um, I, I've been I've been happy with Odubel. All right, one more. Will Mike Helfranco lead the majors in intentional walks this season? His his <laughs> his walk percentage is like thirty one percent, and his career is like six percent. Yeah. So what do you think about Mike? Look, you you. I, I, it, yeah. Reports, reports are you've been seen swimming in the area of Mike Elliott, like considering swimming back. You're not sure, so that that's what I heard. I'm just yeah, saying. I'm not, I'm not sure where I'm at on Mike L. Um, I think as an eight hole hitter, I think he's fine. Like leave him alone, he's fine. Um, it's weird because <sighs> I will say this: his his launch angle is up. His his launch angle right now is at 24, like 24.5. as his average launch angle mm-hmm. on balls. His career is 10. Like his launch angle is usually around ten degrees. The fact that it's twenty four, it's obviously only five games in. It's just something to monitor because his problem for the longest time was he he puts the ball on the ground too much and can't drive the ball. And now if he's putting the ball in the air, that's a good sign because he can actually use that power mm-hmm. and it can unlock another level of Michael Franco. It's just that, 
like every home run's been the same pitch. It's been a fastball up and in that he just gets on mm-hmm. and drives it out. Like we haven't really seen him have the plate coverage that most like there's still something that looks weird when I watch my I Franco. feel the same way but but look like you said you can't you can't rip it too much he's been really good so far this season I, I think the eight hole thing matters too I do think it takes a little bit of the pressure off him it seems like he's always hit better lower in the lineup yeah in his career so and he seems like he's having fun and he seems like he's enjoying himself out there and look uh, you know He's, he's been good so far, and he's taking more pitches. It's not just the intentional walks. He has looked like he's trying to work counts more. The issue with Franco is that we see these types of things year by year, and then he always reverts back to the old Michael Franco. Yeah. So the question is, will this continue? Right, and uh, obviously don't really know that answer, but if he, if he's putting the ball in the air more, driving the ball more, that's a good sign. That's a good sign for Michael Franco. He's in the eight hole. There's no pressure down there. Um, and if you get a guy that has his – his potential, which is a 25, 30 home run guy in your eight hole. Oh, it's huge. Like, it, it's crazy. It's massive. It's crazy good. Uh, before we move on from Tuesday, uh, I do want to talk about Eflin. I mean, oh, duh. I, I had that circled and I somehow just missed Zach Eflin. Yes, the best pitcher on the Phillies right now, Zach Eflin. He, he is the best pitcher on the Phillies right now. Um, what did you think of it? I thought he was great. And I've, like, uh, I, don't, I don't usually like bringing Twitter to the, to the, to the air, but everyone's <laughs> like, oh, like he's better than like, you, like Pavetta, worse than Eflin or this whatever. Is a not shocking thing. Yeah, you and get like tweeted. I'm not I've right. never not liked Zach Eflin. Like I've always thought he's just a solid six innings, three runs or less. I think I think he can give you that on most nights. Do you agree? Yeah, I think. Look, maybe not. Yeah, I think he's a quality six innings, start three, type yeah. of guy. Yeah. Sure. If that's my, Which, that's like a four or five ERA. It's not great. Right. It's but, okay. But I think in this day and age, it's it's solid. Right, and what what he did on 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 Tuesday night that was really impressive to me. So, for Eflin to be good, for Eflin to be consistently good, he needs to spot the fastball on both sides of the plate because his off speed stuff is not great. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 B stuff. It's not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, but but if you if he spots his fastball to both sides of the plate, then he can play that play his stuff off of that, and it just it works a lot better. And what I thought he did on, on Tuesday was really good outside of just spotting both sides of the plate with his fastball was he's throwing two different kind of sliders now and he's throwing one slider that comes out of his hand and moves maybe like two inches and moves like a cutter a little bit. And then he'll throw a, a second slider a little bit softer that looks that's on the same exact plane as his, as his other, other slider and then just drops off the table. And it's just really hard. It's really hard for a hitter to know which one it's going to be to stay on top of that because if they come out of the same arm slot, one moves only two inches, one moves four inches, five inches. Then, then it's just hard for a a hitter to see that out of the hand. Um, That's what we talk about tunneling and sequencing. And I think I think Eflin is one of the smarter pitchers on this on this roster. And that's what makes like Pavetta so frustrating because I think Pavetta can do that, but I don't think he has the pitching wherewithal yet to do that whereas Eflin I've always thought he's a really really smart pitcher if his stuff is going right he was 94-95 like yeah. which is great his knee it's huge for that's that's the big difference to the Zach Eflin we knew a couple years ago to the guy we saw in good stretches last year to now is that increased velocity makes such a difference it for does him. and he can he can finally strike guys out he's, he's moved that's, yeah that's the key he, he couldn't strike, strike anyone out he can get ago. guys to swing and miss now right and what I thought was really he uh he doesn't throw it often but he picks it he picks the right spots to use his changeup and he threw it a couple of times, 2-2, two, 3-2 two, two, on Tuesday night, and guys just swung right over it because he mixes it in at the exact right spot. And I think that – think Smart pitcher again. Yeah, I think Real Muto has really helped him from that standpoint. Um, and I'm just in on him. Like, worst comes to – In on Eflin. I've, I've always liked Eflin. Love it. I've always been a little worried to go all in because his stuff is not great. 
Like it's just it's good solid stuff, but it's not like wow, look at that guy. Right. Um. But I I just I just trust him at this point for six innings, three runs or less. I think so. He's a perfect four starter for them is what you're perfect saying. perfect four starter. Okay. I, and Tuesday night he was really really good. If he can keep elevating that fastball, like if he can elevate the fastball, have the two different spins on a slider, and and the changeup, mix it in and throw it for a strike, and keep it in the zone just long enough to where guys can just swing right over it. That's just a solid pitcher. I think Eflin is just a solid, solid major league starter. And if he's my four or five guy, I've got a good rotation. Yeah, I the the high fastball really seemed to be the key to his stuff that night in terms of the swing and miss stuff. And he, he was, was confident too. Like that's 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 where I get frustrated with Pavetta because he doesn't have the same. We we he has the 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 suedo bulldog. Like he, yeah, we he, always talk about it. But but Eflin is pseudo pseudo suedo whatever pseudo. I always no mess no, that no, one no, up. no 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 whatever. It is pseudo. I Don't ever say up. suedo again. What is suedo? Nothing. Not a thing. Are they amigos? <laughs> there, I think there's a pitcher named Suedo, maybe. Johnny Suedo? Johnny Suedo. I like that. <laughs> um, um, but like Eflin is Eflin's just like 94, 94, slot. Like he just attacks his own. And I think I think guys like Pavetta and Velasquez can take something from that. All right, let's move on to the less fun game to talk about. But it really was a uh, it was a fun game to watch until the end. Obviously, it was a back and forth affair. It really, you know, obviously, I think the the big takeaway from it is, damn, this lineup is good, and they're never out of a baseball game, which I think we already knew going in. But it was it was nice to see them fight back and pick away, and ultimately have that big eighth inning. Uh, Let's start with Nola, and then we'll get to the the more cause for concern with the bullpen. But obviously, after two starts, I'm not worried about Nola. You're not worried about Nola. What is Nola doing wrong, and what does he need to do to get back to where he needs to be? Well, what I thought about it was weird yesterday. Was that uh, well? First off, he didn't have any stuff. Like he he was just he was just missing with all his pitches. Uh, he was not getting any kind of calls in the outside corner, any of that kind of stuff. Like every single every single pitch, he felt like he was throwing was right on the edge of the strike zone, but just a bit outside to where it's like you can't really call that. Um, I thought the Rendon home run was just a good piece of hitting. Like that wasn't really totally as follows as a fastball inside that mm-hmm. just he pulled his hands in and and pulled it over the left field fence. Uh, with Nola right now, and what I thought was weird yesterday from watching all of the pitchers was it felt like none of them were throwing their fastball. Like Nola was throwing yeah. a bunch of off-speed yeah, pitches. Yeah, Robertson wasn't throwing his fastball at all. It was really strange. Sir Anthony threw a lot of sliders yeah, yesterday. You're right. And and Nola was throwing a lot of off-speed pitches. I thought that was weird. Was that you think that's potentially a scouting report? I think thing? it's a scouting report thing to where they crush fastballs. Maybe that that was their philosophy heading mm-hmm. in. If you can mix it up with a bunch of off-speed, it'll keep them off balance and off of your fastball. But I I, I thought it was weird from Nola because with Nola, you usually never see him struggle with a command and and be like. His like not being able to spot his fastball wherever he wanted it. It was weird. It was weird. I can't tell his arm slot's a little lower than it usually is, but he didn't have the same like running two seam action that he usually yeah, has at all. He didn't so, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not concerned. Like he's he's Aaron Nola. He's a, a professional pitcher. I think he'll 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 write this ship. Um, but I was not prepared for him to get absolutely shelled he, in his second uh, start of the season. Yeah, and and one of those starts where you knew it from the jump from that first inning. You're just like, uh oh, he doesn't have it today. It's one of those starts. Yeah, we haven't seen that in a while. And the the only mild concern I have is that he wasn't great in September last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's two so-so starts. Uh, obviously, the the brave start on paper looked good, but it still wasn't like yeah, I was five watching. five walks is not a good – anytime he walks five guys, unless it's like the ump is just clearly squeezing him to a, an extreme level, it's not a good Aaron Knowles. No, it's not. So uh, that it, it's – 
it's something to monitor rather than freak out. Yeah, like I, it's. I agree with you there. Nothing to. He's too good. He's been too good. He's proven too much and and too long to just say, "Oh, there's a real problem." Here. Right. If uh, it happens five more times. We could start to talk about. It. Yeah, and I didn't see any velo decrease. It looked like around the same velo. Um, so anyone looking for that's an injury, the type of stuff you look for, obviously. Yeah, well. yeah. Didn't see any of that. Um, he'll be fine. Okay, uh, bullpen. Let's get to it because that's and look again. The offense was awesome. This lineup is great. The fact they battled back, that cutch double, the base running, the Kingery slide, man. The I Kingery mean, slide? The Kingery slide. The, that cut, was, the cutch reading the Gene Segura single? The cu- I was just about to get there. I mean, this team is, first of all, they're really aggressive on the base pass. Which like, is fun. It's great. I think it's been an edict where they said, all right, if it's a, even going to be a close play, send him. Because it seems like every situation where it's a should they send him, shouldn't they send him situation, they've been sent so far this year. So, And I like that. And, and they've ran the bases really well. Defensively, you saw the first cracks in the armor. Yeah, felt like last year a little it bit. It did feel like last year, and that obviously that Hoskins play is something you make nine hundred ninety nine times out of a thousand. Just a, a brain fart and well, error. It was a bad throw, so. and it and it was a, it wasn't a great throw, but it was a very catchable throw by a first baseman no. in that situation. But the, it did tail. Sir Anthony has that it like tailed away a little bit. I get it, but the, do you think do you think Hoskins is still worried about his shoulder? Uh, he might be. Look, he. He's not hitting well. I mean, you know, he's batting one eighty. The last couple games, well, especially, he's popping a lot of balls up. It feels like he's getting under things. It's just it, you could tell. Look, he's one of those guys. We talked about that a lot. A, a clearly a streaky guy who, where it's it, from one game to the next, he could be completely off, and then it clicks and he's great again. Yeah. So I'm not worried about him offensively. We we know he's not good defensively. Like, give us the DH already so he can play DH and we can move forward. Well, no, lives. but okay. Y- yeah. Uh, yes. You didn't Sorry. all right, you didn't enjoy the riveting double switch yesterday? <laughs> like I was I was listening, like, this is this is baseball. This is this beautiful is baseball, NL man. baseball. Double switches, God. they're so cool. The AL is so boring. All it right. is such a boring product. Thank okay. God we have a DH. Yes. Thank sure. God we don't have a DH. Yeah. You, uh, Freudian slip there. Yeah. Well, because it's gonna Freudian slip. All right. The bullpen. This it's, is the big issue right now. People are upset about this bullpen, Jack. I've heard way too many people tell me to go get Craig Kimbrell. <laughs> really? Uh, are you, Sir Anthony, start with Sir Anthony, then Robertson. What have you seen from them? What's off a little bit? And are you worried at all about either of them? Um, so I am, I'm, I'm more concerned about Sir Anthony than I am Robertson. Wow. Which You're is, probably one of the few, I would guess. Yeah, no, I know. And it's not that I think either are going to be bad this year. But the one thing I've noticed with Sir Anthony is that his slider is not moving at all. Um, like, so his his slider yesterday had a had a had a horizontal movement of like two point four five inches, and when when Sir Anthony came up, his slider was moving at like four inches, and like that's need more inches. Yeah, he needs more inches he for that slider. Inches. Speaking of sliders, <laughs> oh God, Adam Morgan. Where's the Adam Morgan He's update? Been great, man. Adam Morgan. I try to warn everyone. That so Adam the reason Morgan, not worry about Robertson and Sir Anthony <laughs> yeah. is because we're fine. We got Adam Morgan. Yeah, no, the reason I'm not worried about either one is because Adam Morgan to take their job in yes. in two weeks. Uh, just I, flip the roles. No, I just put Nicasio and right. Morgan at the end of the game. We'll put the other guys. In no, the I, just, I just want to know where everyone was when they realized that this is Adam Morgan's breakout year. Like, I, where were you when you noticed that his, his slider's moving ten inches right now? I don't know. I still haven't been there yet. You want so. a fun? You want a fun little Adam Morgan nugget? It's a lot of inch talk here. A lot of inch talk. Yeah. I'm an inch man. <laughs> um, Ew, that's <laughs> short, man. Not great. Yikes. You want an Adam, Adam Morgan nugget? Sure. From someone that interned with the Phillies in 2017. Okay. Plantac came down to them and he said. Can anyone explain to me why six teams just called me about Adam Morgan? Really? Yeah. 
Yes. And uh, analytics darling, Adam Morgan. Oh, buddy. Um, yeah, so if you look at his slider movement, you ready for this? Yeah, I love that real quick. I just love that we're talking about Robertson and and somehow we were on Adam Morgan. Because I was there. I was there on Tuesday <laughs> when he there. shut down the Nationals I again. I was there for it. I saw it with my own eyes. It's exactly. real. Exactly. So in 2017, his slider was moving six inches. Last year, is moving eight inches. This year so far, it's moving 10 inches. You had some serious growth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Someone say that. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. So back to Sir Anthony and, and, and David, David Robertson. Robertson. So Robertson's one of those guys that I always just trust that he's going to figure it out. We're not seeing major fastball um, velo decline. It was weird they didn't throw it a lot yesterday, but I don't think he had the he had the feel for it at all because everyone he threw was like outside and kept cutting away and wasn't even in the strike zone. Like he threw so many non-competitive pitches yesterday. I, I, dude, I was yelling at my TV. I was literally yelling, "Throw a bleeping strike!" Because look, I, at that point, I'm not even kidding. I would have rather a walk-off grand slam than he walk and run. I would have rather a double that scores the run. I would have rather a hit. I would have rather a sack fly. Well, it wouldn't have been a sack fly because the outfield was in. But you know what I mean? I would have taken anything over a walk in that situation after walking two guys in a row. I I couldn't believe the dude couldn't throw a strike there. I couldn't believe, the only two strikes he got were swinging strikes. He can't even throw a strike. Yeah, what weird. is happening? Throw, you're a major league pitcher. I don't care if it gets laced. I don't care if you don't trust it. Just throw a freaking strike and take a chance. The only way you're definitely going to lose is if you freaking walk the running. Yeah. And he threw he threw so many curveballs. It was and, brutal. Yeah, it was. It was a really rough watch. It was a, it was just weird to me. Um, but like Robertson always gets in those situations and then he kind of works his way out of it. I kind of was wanting to see if he could work his way out of it. But I told you, I told you after Saturday or whatever, I thought he had a little nervous, a, a nervous look to him. And that you, I think your point about only four spring training starts is or outings is relevant. He threw three and two thirds innings in spring training. Yeah, I don't think that was enough. I think they underdid it. I well, I can't tell if it was them or if it was him. Like, was he saying, I'm a veteran, I know how to do this, I'm fine? Maybe. We don't know. We don't know. Right. So Either way, one of them is in the wrong here because they didn't do enough. No, because he's not ready to go. Clearly not ready he has, to go. He has no feel for his release point. Like, he just kept bouncing <laughs> curveballs. He couldn't throw a strike. He's a major league pitcher, Jack. You could have gone out there and thrown a strike in a 3-2 count. I did, I did appreciate the amount of tweets I got about saying, I think you could do a better job. Uh, you could have. You could have done a better job there. You know why? Because no one could have done a worse job, Jack. Markel Robertson? Hey, sure. Yes. Um, I, David Fultz. Yeah. I guess, I guess. well, he's 33. You get worried that maybe he's kind of hit a wall. Uh, I'm not there yet. I think okay. he'll be I think he'll be fine. Um, it's just, it's it's a little too early for that. We're five games in. Uh, look, I agree. Everything's a little too early. It's five games. He hasn't looked great this entire season. I thought he looked better in spring training. Um, he was wearing a tan glove in spring training. Maybe he needs to go back to that. Ooh, back to the black that glove. That could be it. Yeah. I need, mean, that could be the whole thing right there. Change it all up. Change yeah. it all up. Uh, that probably is it. I mean, yeah. But so, odds look, are. Saranthi didn't pitch well either. Um, the thing I'm concerned about with him is like the slider is not really sliding. Um, and it's like it's kind of just like a your spinner. slider to slide, Jack. It's yeah. in the name. It's just spinning. Like it's it's a spinner at this point. Uh, he needs to get back on top of the ball and drive down. Um, and his fastball, it's getting hit harder than yeah. it has. Which and it I, doesn't have the same late life. It seems like that it did last season. Right. You know that last little like giddy up at the right. end. I haven't seen that. So and the far. cut. Like, yeah, sometimes it, it hasn't been there. But. I feel like since their bullpen arms, I mean, the velocity is pretty much there. It's, it's I think he was last year average ninety eight point four. This year it's ninety seven, so it's a little lower, but not anything that's going to matter that much. And I generally think that bullpen 
guys kind of take a little bit to get ramped up. I do too. Except for except for guys like Meshek. (laughs) Same stuff over and over. Solid is good. Like I don't even. And Adam Morgan. Yes, sure. (laughs) Pat Meshek. God, I wish he were likable. Yeah, because um, he's. But, he's a, but I trust Pat Nishek more than anyone else in the bullpen. But right outside now. outside of those two, I, I feel pretty good about everyone the bullpen. else has been good. Every I know Neris gave up the homer on opening day, but other than that, like and Alvarez gave up that homer, but Nicasio. I just don't think Alvarez is that good. He's whatever. He's fine. I think he's fine. He's fine. He's a good guy to face a lefty. That's it. Yes. I like Juan Nicasio. The dude battles. He's pitched really well so far. I think he's back after down year last year. I like Nicasio. Well, I so think far. I actually think Nicasio was one of those Clintac by low steals because. Obviously, his ERA was six last year. Yeah, but if you looked bad. at if you looked at all the peripherals, it was like this guy should have had like a three ERA. And he was awesome the year before, like awesome. The right. Year before. So no, I like Nicasio. I mean, Nishak's been lights out. Um, everyone's pit Morgan, obviously amazing ERA of zero, one yeah. and zero. Just saying. Will he allow a run this season? Probably not. I mean, is he the is he our Josh Hader? <laughs> <laughs> Josh Hader is still disgusting. Still unbelievable. Yeah, the immaculate St- inning. Yeah. Did he have a immaculate inning? Yeah. Did he really? Throw off fastballs. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, he's thrown like 52 pitches and 50 have been fastballs or something. Yeah, so he, hasn't, he, hasn't even, he hasn't even unleashed he his slider. Well, because they're having him pitch every night. So they're like, he's like, all right, I'll just go throw fastballs and yeah. mow people down. Um, that is interesting, though, because uh, um, Juan Acasio, I found out from Scott and Larry when I was listening yesterday, uh, when I had to go pick up Zoe. Also threw an immaculate inning when he's in yes. Pittsburgh. I didn't know that. Yeah, I heard immaculate this. Immaculate innings really rare. Like it's not. It's not like something that happens very often. It's really hard to do. It's <laughs> nine pitches, nine strikes, and you're out of the inning. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty hard to do. It's really, really hard to do. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So so I I don't know why I'm just jacking the show. I had I just wrote something. All right, you can no, keep I going. Like it. You good? No, jack jacket jacket off. You okay. Might say. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. Um. So the celebrations thing, I kind of. I like that the Phillies are turning into like kind of the villains of the of Major League Baseball, and because I think that can unite a clubhouse in a way. And I feel like the cool Us thing against the world, baby. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's that's one of my favorite things. And the, the cool thing about Tuesday was that it felt like they were all for Harper and they're all like behind Harper. And he said that that was what he said in the post game interview. He said, "My teammates, this was a a big deal for me to come back here. A really emotional thing. And and my teammates had my back. They've been there to help me through it. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and they saw him getting booed. They saw the, the crowd reaction to him. And I think they wanted to go out there and kick their ass. And the way they've been playing this entire season so far has been like, we're going to overwhelm you with our offense. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be able to stop us. And I know a lot of people are, are, are wondering if this offense can keep it up. And I'm kind of just, I'm at the point where I'm just saying, Where's the where's the in, where do you see a an inconsistency coming? Like these guys have long track records of being able to do a certain thing. Like the only guy who really you, you can't fully tr- two guys you can't fully trust are Franco and 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 Herrera. Um, obviously Franco right now is playing way over his head. He'll probably regress. To the, he'll definitely regress to the mean um, a little bit. And Herrera, who knows? But like the first five. They'll go, they, those guys all have long track records of of being the guy that they've been so far this season. Mm-hmm. Mc, uh, McCutcheon's a 400 OEP guy. 
uh, Segor, the 300 batter, who might hit like 350 this year. He's on fire and he's he amazing. He's everything. It's so great. Like he just goes up and hacks. It's awesome. Just a baseball player. He's so just fun. He, I forgot we didn't have those guys last year. I forgot how fun it is to have someone who just go up and hacks. Yeah, it's great. Um, uh, Harper obviously has a track record and he is locked, locked in. in. You have Hoskins who can be streaky. Look, but and they're they're doing it without Hoskins really doing much after. Opening they're doing day. it without Real Muto yeah, doing Real anything. Real Muto not doing much either. Outside of the home run Saturday, he hasn't really done. He hasn't made an impact yet. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Catching's been great and right. throwing guys out, but at the offensive side of the, of the plate, he doesn't has not made an impact yet. Speaking of real Muto, I had an interesting question posed on the midday show today by a caller that I would like your thoughts on. Where is what is real Muto's culpability in that ninth inning with Robertson? That situation, he didn't go out to the mound much. I think he might have gone once after the second walk. I want to say, but um. What what is his culpability in that spot where a pitcher's not throwing strikes and he needs a pitcher to throw strikes? What what it? How much do you take? I mean, look, we're blaming Robertson. It's not Real Muto's fault that he couldn't throw strikes, but what can what can a catcher do in that situation? Um. Well, if you go out there once, I think I think yesterday was a a big learning experience for JT. Um. And I think I think it's another one of those data point things that you're kind of just taking and storing away if you're a catcher because. Mm-hmm. You want to see if he can throw a three-two curveball. You want to see. I think they wanted to see what pitches Robertson feels comfortable with because that's the first time they've really. This is the first time they've really worked together yeah. ever. Um, so maybe you go out that one time, and maybe Robertson's one of those guys that doesn't like when people come out to the mound. Um, oh, that's a good point. It's possible. Yeah. So he's just like, I feel like Robertson's one of those guys. Like I know. Like <laughs> yeah, I got. It. Well, he did, well, his post-game interview was exactly that. He's like, yeah, I sucked. Yeah, I sucked. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right, totally. so uh, to me, to me, uh, just rewatching the ninth inning and and everything, it felt like they wanted to see it play out and see what they can use going forward in a, in a way. And sure, it cost them the ball game, right? And that stinks, but I, I do think it was a learning experience from that standpoint. Yeah, I would like to give Gabe credit to uh, so many managers in Major League Baseball will save their closer in case they get a lead in that situation on the road for a save or whatever, and it obviously didn't work out, but. It's the right move to use your closer or best pitcher left or whoever in that situation because you need to get to extras in the first place. You need the opportunity to get your offense out there to win a game. So Correct. I, I hate that. That's something that you see time and time again in Major League Baseball. I think it's every nine times out of ten, it's a mistake. When uh, so when, yeah, tie game on the road, you don't yep. want to use your closer. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah, I've I've never totally got it. Like, it, it. It never totally made sense. Gotta get to this me. guy the save. You gotta. Win the game first. You're gonna be able to win the game to get a save. And so. plus, I mean, Gabe knows he has Adam Morgan whenever he needs him. So oh, it duh. Yeah. exactly. It's real best pitcher sitting there for him. All right. right. Um, coming up this weekend, we're gonna be down there on Saturday. Uh, Twins coming to town this weekend. Interesting pitching, Matt. Uh, some interesting pitching options coming in for the Twins. We'll see Jose Barrios on Sunday. That dude is Barrios versus Eflin. Legit, legit. We're gonna see. Um, Pineda when we go down on Saturday. Pineda's pitched good in their first start. The the perpetual will it be the year guy, Michael Pineda. All the stuff in the world never seems to be the year for Pineda, Jack. Yeah, I uh I have I drafted him like two years in a row in fantasy. We have, all, we have all owned Michael Pineda at some point. Hopefully over doesn't the last have the seven, uh, eight years, whatever it's been. Hopefully doesn't have the tobacco on his neck like yes. in Boston from a couple years ago. Oh, he does. We can get him out of the game. Let's yeah, kick him out. Um, uh, the twins are the, the twins are sneaky fun. Like I think they might win the AL Central. I don't. I don't like the the, the Indians. Vibes the Indians at all. look awful, man. You need to Tyler Nakin batting third the other day. Tyler Nakin. I'm guessing most people listening to this don't even know who the hell Tyler Nakin is. Well, it's Tyler Nakin wins, so maybe that'll. I'm pretty sure it's Tyler Nakin. Why would he Nakin? It's 
N-A-Q-U-I-N. Because Q-U isn't always qua. It can be a ka sound. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. I watch a fair amount of Indians games. I don't know. You said Anthony Rendon was Anthony Rendon. Well, that was... uh, You said Michael... A long time ago. You've met... You you said... Pineda. You said Suedo instead of Sudo. Yeah, but I know my players. <laughs> it's I'm a, I'm a baseball guy. Yeah, as am I. Sorry, sorry. I'm, yeah, I think sorry, it's I'm naked. a baseball guy. I'm pretty sure I think it's naked. I don't think it is. We're gonna look this one up. Okay, we'll we'll Fransky on it. We'll listen this weekend when yes. he says it. I was right with Real Muto. Thank okay, you, thank you, Scott. I wasn't fighting with you about Real no, Muto, but other people did. Be <laughs> mad. So, all right. So come down Saturday. We're gonna hang out, fighting for Frankie. Still Jack's pin tweet. Still tickets available, Jack. I think so. Okay. Not uh, totally sure. Final, Might be too late at this point. Final thoughts coming up in a minute, but I have an is it weird for you. Okay. I saw my buddy do this. I think it's weird. So my buddy, whenever he has a glass of ice water or soda, if he wants ice in it, he will wash the ice off with water first and shake it out of the glass to get rid of any ice dust from his ice tray machine, whatever, in his fridge. Is it weird? That's that's something a crazy person does. <laughs> like that's, that doesn't even make sense. I thought it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life when I di- when he did it. I said, I'm like, yo, man, that is super weird. He's like, no, it makes all the sense in the world. You got all this ice dust, all this stuff in there. You get it off. What is you ice get, dust? I don't know. I've never heard of it before in my life. Maybe just ice. It's probably ice. So yeah, yes, that that's a weird one. That doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. Being completely honest, doesn't make sense at all. Sorry, buddy. It's weird. Yeah. Is it the camera? No, no. Actually, it's a guy I watched the game with the other night, actually. Yeah. It's a buddy of mine. But weird. Very weird. Very weird. Okay, we can agree on that. All right. Uh, anything else you want to hit before final thoughts? Um. Uh, yeah, sure. One thing. I think the coolest thing about this Phillies team is that they they know they're good rather than thinking they're good. And last Got a year- swagger to them. Yeah, and last year I thought they thought they were good rather than knowing they're good. And I, th- I thought Gabe- The nice thing about Gabe this year, he's not lying to them. Like last year, I thought it was. Uh, I thought he was lying a lot. Like I remember after the, after the first weekend, it's like we're gonna make the playoffs. Well, it felt disingenuous. Yeah, a lot last year. I it's think like, Gabe, you don't believe that. Gabe's Gabe's shown a really nice uh, vulnerability this year. And also, he's. It seems like he, as we talked a lot about, it seems like he got criticism, took it to heart, and is trying to change, which is good. And it's great. I think Gabe has been phenomenal this year. I think he's been really good. I mean, again, I just mentioned I thought that was the right move at the closer. I think pulled Noel at the right time. I only I've only had one real criticism, and it's a very very minor one, but and it's not really just a Gabe problem. But Andrew Knapp can't be pinch hitting in any games. Andrew Knapp can't be on this roster. Andrew Knapp is a freaking disaster. And then here's the thing: if you're going to put him into pinch hit, which I would rather you didn't, don't put him in against a lefty. As bad as he is from both sides of the plate, he's significantly worse from the right side of the plate. He's a 191 career hitter as a right-hander, Jack. Put Jake Arrieta in there before you put Andrew Knapp in. I mean, I'm somewhat joking, but not that much. Andrew Knapp can't play. Yeah, I, I cannot stand. No more stand. Andrew Knapp. I cannot stand it, Andrew. Okay, Knapp. I, I really, I really can't stand. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with him. I, I never want to see that guy in a Phillies uniform. But here's the thing: is that Realmito is playing. Oh, I know, I know, but don't pinch hit him. Like, that. it was a lost at bat. You were giving up a strikeout right there. You had Aaron Altair. I know you're saving him for later in the game, but I would have rather even used him in that if you're going to pinch hit. And then you're also getting rid of your emergency catcher. Well, Kingery's the emergency catcher. I know, you're getting rid of your backup catcher, so theoretically in a game that could have gone to extras, I thought it was weird. So... I didn't like that specific move from Kapler, and part of it, the problem is that Andrew Knapp shouldn't be on this team. 
but I didn't like that specific move. But for the most part, I think Kapler's been phenomenal. Well, by the way, Kingery is the emergency catcher. I know, and they said it on the broadcast. And he's never caught before. Which know, is it's great. Like, what, why, why wouldn't you have it? First off, I know he's, you know, $330 million, but Bryce Harper is a catcher. I was a catcher. Uh, like, came up as a catcher. Like, I think he can stick it back there for an inning. I think he, yeah. I mean, he, they won't do it, but he makes more sense from a actually being able to do it perspective than Kingery. I know. I know. So, yeah, that was weird. Um, but, yeah. It's, Which th- makes using your second catcher that much weirder. Anyway, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Gabe yesterday pulls Noel at the right time. Uh, Williams gets a huge pinch hit. I know the interesting thing is that was in the fourth inning. Um, and, fourth inning. And... You know, usually you want to save your best pinch hitter for later in the game mm-hmm. for a big spot, but Gabe was aggressive yesterday, and he knew it was a, a momentum-changing play if they can get a big hit there. I thought that was great. Inserting Kingery yesterday and in that double switch, which is exhilarating. It, come on, man. Like, you can't get that people in the AL. People fawning over it. I, I just saw can't, people you... just cheering. Yes! That double switch. Oh, my God. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I just I want you to think fawning. I want you to learn baseball and okay. the beauty. The, okay, dude, it cleared the pitcher, moved it down. It's just it was perfect. Okay, a well executed double switch <laughs> from Gabe <laughs> is something that you can't get in the AL. Think about that. Think about how sad it is to watch AL baseball. It's so boring. It's <laughs> yeah, so you know, boring. You know it's boring watching a pitcher. Hit. No, it's not. It's the worst. Ariette on Sunday night. That was fun. <laughs> All right. Brett Myers in 08 never happens. So yes. you hate the Phillies. Wow. I didn't know you hated the 08 <laughs> Phillies. That's just sad to see. You hate to see a, a guy change in front of your eyes, but yep. here I am, 45 minutes on this podcast, and James has already changed. All right. This is not even a Phillies podcast. Final thoughts. <laughs> Final thoughts is that is Mickey Moniac season. Oh, it is the start of spring of uh, of minor league baseball today. We have an outfield in 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 double A of Hazley, Moniac. The corpse of this Cornelius Randolph. This is the most Randolph. excited you've been in this, but the corpse is good. This is the most excited you've been in this whole podcast. We talked about you going to D.C. and locking eyes with Bryce Harper, and yes. you're more excited about this. I locked eyes with the ball that Bryce Harper hit right over my head. <laughs> yes. Um, Nicky Moniac season. They're back to the old Redding, old Redding uh, blue and the old Redding logo, which thank, like, I don't know thank why God. it ever left. Um, it, they, the Phillies should go back to the maroon and, and make it a whole fun thing. Powder blue, baby. Um, so it's Moniac season. It is the start. I cannot. I'm just excited for the daily. Like, so the great thing about minor league baseball is that all the stuff happens during the day, and then the Phillies play at night. So you can already get so the. You just never have to not have baseball in your life. You can get the fun reactions during the day, and then straight into a Phillies game at night. So this is good stuff right here, Jack. I saw Kyle Body tweeting at Jason Ochar over the weekend, say, "Give my best regards to Mickey Moniac. Everyone's in on the Moniac breakout <laughs> oh, season." Man. Um, I can't Jason wait. Jason Ochart, future Phillies hitting coach. Yes, I can't. You see the Dodgers guy? No. He's a he's a uh, like a not drive line obviously, but he's that type of guy. Like he never played major league baseball. Oh, he's yeah. a hitting coach. He was like a coach coach at like some JC college or whatever he played at. Like they, but he's a uh, uh, one of those types of guys, and he seems like he's doing a really good job. So. Yeah. Well, they, the Phillies know future the, hitting coach Jason Ochart. We yes, love him. We we'll have him on the podcast. Maybe at that point. Um. And I can't wait to overreact to his power numbers at Reading, which I'm is sure going to be electric. And <laughs> Man, I wish you could have seen the face. And Adam Hazley is going to be in AAA in a, in a few weeks. It's going to be great. And the Lakewood roster is loaded. Luis Garcia, Jonathan Guzman. Yeah, I'm excited. Alec Bohm. I'm excited. Uh, Spencer Not as Howard, excited as you, but Spencer Howard going to be in Clearwater, and they'll have the return of Kevin Gowdy. In, Ooh, in Lakewood. Kevin Remember Gow- Kevin Gowdy? Of course I do. They paid him a lot of money in the second round, and he has been hurt. But, yeah. The return starts now. Yeah. 
I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad the minor leaguers are back. How you're so more excited about that than all the Phillies talk. It's, I love you for I'm that. Just, I'm just, I, imagine how much better this podcast would have been today if they won yesterday. I know. It I, I had ki- it all planned in my head. It kind of killed. It was like eight six in the eighth inning with Sarandi coming up. I was already planning out my open. I was well, you have the, the, you the McCutcheon. You have the McCutcheon bomb to the wall. Oh, it was great. I mean, it's pretty crazy that we have MVP McCutcheon and they it? stole him. Yes, well, a steal at that price. I love Andrew McCutcheon. How could you not? You mentioned the base running, everything about him. This is a professional baseball team. Yeah, they really are. Um, all right, again, Saturday. We are going to be at Citizens Bank Park for the Twins game. Wear a High Hope shirt. We'll buy you a beer. We'll hang out. It'll be a blast. My final thought, Jack, and I mentioned before how I had to go pick up Zoe during the game yesterday and came back, and, you know, you got to go get your daughter when you got to go get your daughter. The beautiful thing was that I had Scott and Larry. And I, I just, I just, as a Agreed. public service announcement out there, if you're younger, if you always watch on TV or all that or whatever, take some time to check it out on the radio and listen to Scott and Larry. They are so good together. And if you want to boil it down, first and foremost, baseball on the radio is just a beautiful thing. It's an intimate thing. There's something special about it. There's something nostalgic about it. It's awesome. But to boil Scott and Larry down, very simply, they like each other, they love baseball, and they love the Phillies. And the rest just comes. And it is you. I mean, you produce it all the time. It is such a great listen. I, I just I don't think we give them enough credit for being the amazing baseball play by play color team that they are. I agree, and they're and they're hilarious. Yeah, they're, they're fun. They it's like a fun listen. Yes, they like it's a fun. It sounds like two buddies hanging out, watching a baseball game, having a beer. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's and the they best. are. Uh, yeah, I mean they're the best. And thank God nothing happened with. LA over the offseason yes, with, very the, happy he's healthy. with the, the cancer stuff. So everything's good there. He's back. First road trip in like two years. Good for Larry. Working really Heading hard. down there. Yeah. yeah. He's he's really grinding. You knew it was big when he went on the road. It was like, wow. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's not that crazy of a trip. No, but yes. But yeah, he's going to good DC. Let's not get carried away here, but still. Good for it him. was good that he was there for those games because they were big ones and it was yes. fun. And it was great listening to the Nationals version of Final Out on my oh, way Oh, I home. can imagine. Just sullen, it was depressed. So sad. Oh, it's great. All right. So, again, Saturday, Jack's pin tweet. I will tweet it out as well uh, before the game. Fighting for Frankie. We're going to be hanging out at the Twins game. It's we're going like to the, be awesome. I think we're in the 308 to 310. We're going to see Jake Arrieta against Michael Pineda. What do you say, Pineda? Pineda. Yeah, I've heard it both. That one I've heard both ways. It's, he does have the little accent over the end, so Pineda is probably Sounds how like- Spanish people or Hispanic people say it. So, you know, I'm just... I'm a uh, you know get it right kind of guy, not a get it American kind of guy. But Should whatever. we do a, a pinata for a pinata? Ooh, mm, are we getting bash him around? Not too bad. Yeah, get the, we are gonna bash him around. And a big Pavetta start tomorrow. Like a like a we need a we need a change of tune with Pavetta. Most important start of Nick Pavetta's career tomorrow. Yeah, I mean the real ace of this team has to stand up, and it's Nick Pavetta. There it is. All right, we'll be back Monday. <laughs> Mailbag Monday. We'll react as we get a lot more for Fritz and Seltzer. Talk to you guys soon.